Welcome back into the golf club, and what a pleasure it is to be joined by the winner of the Honda Classic. I say every year one of the toughest golf tournaments to win because that course, especially 15, 16, 17, it really doesn't get any tougher than that. And his first win at that, congratulations, Seb Straka. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. And uh, before we get into anything about the round, Seb, uh, just take me through what it's like to be a winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it's a dream come true, something I've worked at for, for the better part of my life. And uh, uh, it's just awesome to get the first, get my first one. So um, let's go through after you win. You, you do all the, I assume you did all the interviews and all the media stuff. And like when you had a second step to, to just to think about it or be with your loved ones, like what, what, what was going on through your mind? Uh, just, you know, you start thinking of all the things that come with it. Um, like the, the Masters, obviously, here in a few weeks. Um, and just having a tour card for the next uh locked up for the next two or three years uh, is, is awesome. Uh, just to have a little bit of a job security and being able to pick my own schedule. Uh, and yeah, just having, having my wife and my mom there uh, to celebrate with me was, was great. I'm, I'm glad they came down and uh, they were there to, to watch. You know, I, I, Sep, I, I think for people who watch the tournaments, they're kind of like, oh, all these guys are set and they're great. But I heard Paul Azinger talk about during the round, not about you specifically, but he was talking about some players who were battling T15, T10. He's like, this is life-changing money for them. And, like, you just talked about how your life changed on one day because of one great round to finish off. Like, that that has to just be so huge for your career. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, just just having the, the job security. You know, in golf, it's every year is, is a new start. And you got to finish inside the top 125 unless you win. And when you win, you're kind of able to uh, set your own schedule and, and play a little more freely. So I'm, I'm hoping to maybe take advantage of that. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, Sep. I know you went to Georgia, which has a great golf program. And I saw, I think you roomed it. Did you have a house with Chris Kirk? Is that, they were talking about that throughout the broadcast. Uh, we stayed together uh, during the tournament last week. Gotcha. Yeah. And then uh, Keith Mitchell was there. Uh, mm-hmm. on 18, which was pouring down rain. I thought that was great. That must that must have been awesome to see that. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it was awesome. Keith sitting there in the pouring rain was was <laughs> was awesome. And uh, just just coming back into the locker room, and I had, there was a bunch of guys in there just just waiting on me, and uh, being able to sit in there and celebrate with them, and and uh, and just kind of recap everything that had happened uh, was was just it was awesome. Well, t- take me through the round because you start off at one with a bogey, uh, you birdie, uh, you birdie three, you birdie two, and then a ninth hole you have another birdie. I, I-, I thought you know you-, you five strokes back going into the final round on that course isn't that insurmountable because that course can just do wonders to you, right? Absolutely. I mean, the course is is brutal. It's relentless. Uh, I feel like everywhere you look, there's trouble. Um, so yeah, five shots, especially only one guy in front of me at five shots was was definitely doable. Uh, I obviously needed a little bit of help from, from Berger. If he'd gone out and shot 66, there's just nothing really we right. could have done. But, uh, but the course got the better of him there uh, early in the round, and, and it kind of put everybody there in those, in a few, within a few shots in the tournament. And, uh, and yeah, I knew if I just, I just kept my head down and, and grinded out a good round uh, with a little bit of help, I, I could, could end up winning it. 
What, was there a moment? I mean, first of all, do you do you uh, scoreboard watch? Like, are you leaderboard watching? Did you know what was going on with Daniel Berger and that all of a sudden by the back nine, this was a tournament. I mean, you were like one off the lead behind Shane Lowry and then you tied him up and then um, on 16, you tied him up with that great shot in and made a great putt. Uh, did you, uh, do you leaderboard watch? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really fixated about it. I try not to think too much about it. Uh, but I looked then at the leaderboard after number five, and I saw that I was. I don't know. Within two shots, two or three shots, and uh, <clears throat> it really didn't change a whole lot about my approach. I still knew that it was a really hard course, and all I could do was control what I what I was doing. But I, I did look. I think two or three times throughout the round, uh, just to kind of gauge where I was if I needed to. Maybe be a little more aggressive, but I, I never ended up really changing my game plan. I knew that uh, it was a really tough golf course, and you can't really force a whole lot on that on that track. So, just from watching on TV and over the years watching the Honda Classic and seeing some of the reaction of the players on 15 and 17, like they look like daunting holes. Like, are, are they just impossible stuff? I mean, if you hit a great shot, if you hit a really good shot, you you will have a birdie putt. But uh, there's just not not many places you can miss it. On um, um, 15, I think the pin was in the back the last round, and I mean it's just the margin of error is so small. I thought I had a great shot in there, and it just ran off the green. Uh, and yeah, I mean there's just there's just really not anywhere you can have a big miss. You really have to commit to your shot and, and make a good swing. And then on 16, you hit the shot. I think you were. Uh, you were below the hole, right? So you could be aggressive on your putt. Um, and it was like a 20, 25-footer, and you just nailed it, right? And then at that point, you were tied for the lead, and you had to have a lot of confidence at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was uh, just on the fringe from about, uh, yeah, 20, 25 feet, and below the hole was key. We knew uh, that if we went a little past the hole and, and to the left, we'd have kind of an uphill putt, and I got it. Got a little bit away from me more than I wanted to, but uh, I knew I had that uphill putt, and and I was able to get enough speed on it to to keep it in the hole. All right, eighteen comes about. I can't remember on the tee shot when you drove the hole. Was it pouring rain then, or or only on your second shot? Not on the tee shot. Yeah, I was fortunate. The rain didn't come until my second shot, so I could get that tee shot off. And I had a I had a pretty big drive uh, on that one. That was that was nice. Um, to get it all the way down there to where I could could go for the green and two. What what and, what, uh, what are you thinking when when you because it's pouring rain, conditions are bad, and you know obviously you're going over water, but you hit such a great shot there. I mean it was I mean I, I don't know I don't want to like do hyperbole, but that had to be like the shot of your life, right? Yeah, it's up there for sure. Um, I mean it started pouring rain. We switched clubs into a longer club to make sure we could get it there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, my first thought was when it started pouring rain was, man, I, I really haven't hit a shot in the rain in almost a month. Mm. <laughs> and now I, I get to hit this shot uh, to try and win my first PGA Tour event. So um, I'm really, really glad uh, my caddy really kind of kept me in the moment and kept me just thinking about the shot and trying to execute it. And, uh, and thankfully, I could, I could two-putt that for, for my win. Uh, you hear so many stories about caddies, and golfer, especially on the final day of just how much they influenced them and helped them out, how big a help and, like, how much conversation did you have? Like, are you a talker during the round? Were you talking a lot to your caddy just about, you know, anything, or was it strictly fo- let's focus on the round? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely a, a nervous talker. I've, I just start blabbering about whatever comes to mind, and 
no, he did an amazing job. I mean, without him, I don't think I don't think I would have won that tournament. Um, he told me on on number ninety after I just three putt number eight. He said he wanted me to give him the best ten holes of the week, and uh, we we I think we got the best ten holes of the week there coming in. He really kept me kind of focused and engaged on on our goal, which was just to try to keep keep playing the best round we could. So so you uh, you make the putt in eighteen, you get the birdie, you, you now have the lead. And they showed um, a shot of you that you were behind closed doors watching Shane Lowry and Daniel Berger. What are you doing? Are you having a little drink, just kind of relaxing and watching watching the final hole? Yeah, uh, there was a bunch of bunch of my friends in there, uh, uh, players that that stuck around and wanted to watch with me. And I just signed my scorecard and went in there and just kind of uh, just watched what what Shane was going to do and. Uh, yeah, that rain came in, and I knew with the rain it was going to be tough for him to birdie the last hole. It was, it was coming down really hard, and uh, I was I was fortunate that he ended up not ended up making par. Uh, did you have a chance after the round to talk to Jack? I did not. No, uh, he. Uh, I talked to to Barbara. Okay, um, but no, you, he had to he had to leave a little bit early. Have you ever met Jack? I have. Yes. Yeah. I Pretty, met him at the U.S. Amateur years ago, and he's just a he's just a great guy. Uh, so, of all the things you got, Seb, you talked about how how your your schedule is kind of set, but like, what's the one thing you're most excited about? Is it the fact that you'll be playing in Augusta in a couple weeks? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's always been a lifelong dream of mine. Uh, my my mom's side, whole side of the family being from Georgia, uh, just watching that tournament has just always been a, a special week and. Being able to go there to play in the Masters is going to be, uh, it's, it's real special. You know, I, I, I always say, like, we have no idea how tough it is to win on the PGA Tour. And, and like, I'm, you've had chances before, I, you know, and but, you know, to, to finish it off, it's such a gratifying feeling. And if I remember correctly, you had the lead after the first round at the Olympics, right? I did, yes. Yeah. Um, what was that? What was that whole experience like with the Olympics? It was awesome. I loved the Olympics. Um, I had my, uh, my brother on the back uh that week and we got to really just have a good time in, in tokyo unfortunately there wasn't all the fans that they could have had because of covid but um but there were still plenty of people out there plenty of volunteers and it was it was a very special week for us when uh not only did you get your first pga tour when you're also the first austrian to win right so that that's got to be mm-hmm. amazing for you as well yeah, it's it's a it's a real honor. Uh, just growing up over there, playing golf with uh, with all the other Austrians, and just kind of growing up admiring uh, some of the guys that came before me, that kind of paved the way uh, and made made golf a huge thing in Austria. Um, it's just really an honor to be the the first Austrian to cap off a PGA Tour win. All right, before I let you go, uh, growing up, were were you strictly golf? Did you play any other sports, or was it were you always focused on being a, a PGA golfer? I played it all. I played uh, baseball, soccer. Those were my two big ones when I was a kid. Um, and uh, what else? Did we played basketball. Okay. Uh, yeah, I played just about everything. And then when I was about 12, kind of focused more on golf. I still did, did a lot of sports, but not as much uh, organized sports. Um, are you a big Georgia football fan? Were you excited to see them win the national championship? Oh, yeah. Yeah, huge, huge Georgia football fan. That's my... That and the Braves are my two wow, you've had, uh, main you've had, pastimes. You've had quite it's a year. A, <laughs> it's a heck of a year. I'll tell you what. The Braves kind of lifted that Atlanta sports curse and the Georgia sports curse. So 
I think it's kind of free free sailing now. Hey, Seth, congratulations. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really fun watching you uh, finish off your first PGA Tour win, and, and best of luck in the coming weeks. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Have a good one.